I wonder if we should start with the introductions. I know who you are. You're the person listening to this. For whatever reason and in whatever place, that's you. And soon we'll be friends, and you'll never convince me otherwise. But me, I'm Jason Priestley. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, goodness, are you the same Jason Priestley, born in Canada in 1969, famous for his portrayal of Brandon Walsh, the moral centre of the hit American television series Beverly Hills 90210? And the surprising answer to your very sensible question is no. No, I'm not. I'm the other one. I'm the 32-year-old Jason Priestley who lives on the Caledonian Road above a video game shop between a Polish newsagent and that place that everyone thought was a brothel but wasn't. The Jason Priestley who gave up his job as a deputy head of department in a bad North London school to chase a dream of being a journalist after his girlfriend left him but who's ended up single and going to cheap restaurants and awful films so as he can write about them in that free newspaper they give you on the tube which you take but don't read. Yeah, that's Jason Priestley. I'm also the Jason Priestley with a problem. You see, just in front of me, right here, on this table, just in front of me, is a small plastic box. A small plastic box I've come to regard as a small plastic box that could change things, or at least make them different. And right now, I'd take different. I don't know what's in this small plastic box, and I don't know if I ever will, that's the problem. I could know. I could have it open within the hour. I could pore over its contents and I could know once and for all whether there was any hope in there. But if I do, and it turns out there is hope in there, what if that's all it is, just a bit of hope? And what if that hope turns to nothing? Because the one thing I hate about hope, the one thing I despise about it, that no one ever seems to admit about it, is that suddenly having hope is the easiest route to sudden hopelessness there is. And yet that hope is already within me. Somehow, without my inviting it in or expecting it in any way, it's there. And based on what? Nothing. Nothing apart from the glance she gave me and the fleeting glimpse I got of... something. I'd been standing on the corner of Charlotte Street when it happened. It was maybe six o'clock, and a girl, because, yeah... You and I both knew there was going to be a girl. There had to be a girl. There's always a girl. Was struggling with the door of the black cab and the packages in her hands. She had a blue coat and nice shoes and white bags with names I'd never seen before on them and boxes and even, I think, a cactus poking out the top of a heels bag. I was ready to walk past because that's what you do in London. And to be honest, I nearly did. But then she nearly dropped the cactus and the other packages all shifted about and she had to stoop to keep them all up, and for a moment there was something sweet and small and helpless about her. And then she uttered a few choice words. I won't tell you here. I stifled a smile and then looked at the cabbie, but he was doing nothing, just listening to talk sport and smoking. And so, I don't know why, because like I say, this is London, I asked if I could help. And she smiled at me. This incredible smile. And suddenly I felt all manly and confident, like a handyman who knows just which nail to buy. And now I'm holding her packages and some of her bags, and she's shoveling new ones that seem to have appeared from nowhere into the cab. And she's saying, thank you, this is so kind of you. And then there's that moment, the glance, the fleeting glimpse of that something I mentioned. And it felt like a beginning. But the cabbie was impatient and the night air cold and... 
I suppose we were just too British to say anything else. And then it was, thanks, and that smile again. She closed the door, and I watched the cab move off, taillights fading into the city, hope trailing and clattering on the ground behind it. And then, just as the moment seemed over, I looked down. I had something in my hands, a small plastic box. I read the words on the front. Single-use, 35mm disposable camera. I wanted to shout at the cab, hold the camera up and make sure she knew she'd left something behind. And for a second I was filled with ideas. Maybe when she came running back I'd suggest a coffee and then agree when she said what she really needed was a huge glass of wine and then we'd get a bottle because it made better financial sense to get a bottle and then we'd agree we shouldn't be drinking on empty stomachs and then we'd jack in our jobs and buy a boat and start making cheese in the country. But nothing happened. No screech of car tyre, no pause then crunch of gears, no reverse lights, no running, smiling girl in nice shoes and blue coat. Just a new taxi stopping so a fat man could get out at a cash point. You see what I mean about hope? 